Episode 4 of the Tarab mini-series. This is your host, Helena Riyad, Halana Riyad, and with us today we have the talented Gilbert Mansour. Percussionist Gilbert Mansour began his musical studies at the Lebanese National Conservatory of Music at the age of 10, focusing on Middle Eastern classical percussion instruments. Gilbert graduated from the renowned Berklee College of Music, where he received his performance undergraduate degree and his master's degree in contemporary performance and production. Gilbert has played with a variety of international artists and groups, including Luis Enrique, Simone Shaheen, Susana Baca, Antonio Serrano, Magos Herrera, Javier Lamun, Pepe de Lucia, Gianmarco, David Brosa, the Jazz Composers Alliance Orchestra, Usama Rahbeni, Marcel Khalife, Lebanese National Symphony Orchestra, Damian Dargici, Antonio Soleh, among others. He has also performed on prestigious stages like the Lincoln Center, Carnegie Hall, Royal Albert Hall, and he can be seen on many television programs, including The Voice on NBC TV, Taratata on Dubai TV, Arab Idol on NBC TV, as well as others. Gilbert is also the founder of Roots Music, which is a project conceived back in 2017 as a way to introduce traditional Arabic instruments, and the Arabic music traditions through a creative fusion with other world music genres. The first album, Uncommon Ground, was released in 2018 with collaborations with musicians from Spain, India, Lebanon, the U.S., and more. Thank you for being here with me today, Gilbert. Thank you, Elena. Thank you for having me. So, Gilbert... Um, besides, you know, the introduction and that you've studied music since you were 10 in Lebanon, can you tell us a little bit more about how Tarab came to be such a big part of your life? Well, uh, I know like in the previous uh, podcast that you had, uh, a lot of people talked about Tarab as being a musical genre, which which is mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. But for me, Tarab is, is beyond that. Mm. It's... For me, Tarab is like is is a musical state. You know, it's like a state of ecstasy, mm. uh, trance. Uh, it's it's just f- full of emotions. It can be intense. It can be exciting. Mm. It can be inspiring, mm. creative, mm. joyful, mm-hmm. painful. You know, all these feelings, like all in one. Mm-hmm. You know. So, I mean, having said that, Tarab for me is not only in Arabic music. Yes. Tarab is, you can achieve that, the state of Tarab through other types of music. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, how many times have you heard a song and you felt, oh, this song touches my heart. This mm-hmm. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And even you don't know, like, anything about the song. Mm-hmm. It can be English, it can be Indian. Mm-hmm. So it's that unexplainable feeling mm-hmm. that you get when you hear something and it takes you to a different state. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so... For me, that's Tarab, and Tarab is a big part of 
what I do in terms of how I appreciate music, how I play music, how I listen to it, mm -hmm. you know. And mm -hmm. I think that's really interesting that you said like the way you listen to music. Do you think that because you're a musician, perhaps you listen to music differently or you pick up on things that others may not? I never really thought about that, how musicians listen to music. I, I this is this is this is hard musicians <laughs> is it's it's so hard for musicians to listen to music mm -hmm. the normal way mm -hmm. because right away we're like we jump into analyzing what's happening mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. it's hard to just like relax mm -hmm. and just like listen just for the sake of listening mm -hmm. instead of analyzing oh listen to that instrument what he's doing maybe i can do that maybe i cannot yeah you know yeah. but Yeah, I mean, I think we listen in a different way, mm. but the challenge is to listen the normal way. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And I really appreciate like the honest answer where it's just like you're looking for details and you're looking at like techniques and... Um... At least that's me on a personal level. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. You know, it's it's in, for me, it's like it's a journey. You have to like listen to stuff and discover more, more things, more... Uh, more sounds, more ideas, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's like you're reading a book, you know? You're you're learning something new. Mm -hmm. So if I had to ask you, what is a song that, like, really, really resonates in your mind as Tarab? Like, for example, for me, it's Intamri. I think it's because... It's not because it's even my favorite song. It's just... I think it's the first song that I heard and I was like, oh, this is music. And I thought all music would sound like that because it was my first encounter with music. Um, <laughs> so do you have a song that's like that for you? Well, I think this this changes yes. over the time. Mm -hmm. uh, now, because I'm uh, last week I was recording Agadan um, Al-Kok. Mm. Oh, I love that song. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like a friend of mine. He's an Egyptian composer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yusuf Sadiq, he's um, he's doing a new arrangement for this mm -hmm. with a with a big symphony orchestra. Mm -hmm. So I recorded the percussion for him, and now I have it in my head the whole time. So now it's like this is my favorite song, mm. you know. But it keeps changing. Yeah. At some at some point, it's something else. But now right it's now. Aghdan Al -Kok, and Aghdan yeah. Al Kok has so much beautiful rhythm and like the way it changes and like. Do you have like oh, a definitely. favorite part of it? Oh, all of it. Oh, yeah. All of it. <laughs> I like just like the contradicting parts and how it goes from one section to the other. Mm -hmm. And as a percussionist, I appreciate like, uh, and I've talked about this a lot. Mm -hmm. um, in Arabic music, we have a huge diversity in terms of rhythms inside one song. Yes. So, so if you're listening to a rock song, mm -hmm. it has maybe one groove, two grooves, mm -hmm. you know, maybe three. Mm -hmm. In Arabic music, you can have a Um Kulsum song that has 10 rhythms mm -hmm. or even more mm -hmm. and changes in time and the speed and the tempo, uh, you know, and with metric modulations as changing from 2-4 to 3-4 to 6-8. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is extremely rich, you know, mm -hmm. in Arabic music. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, interesting for me as a percussionist mm -hmm. because I'm interested in rhythms and how these things go. Mm -hmm. So so as a percussionist, what do you think the role of the percussion is in Tarab? Hmm. 
and how has it evolved? Uh, yeah, so I mean, we should start by talking about how in the early 1900s, um, when we say percussion, I'm gonna start with the rit, okay, which is which is like in the early 1900s was the main percussive instrument okay. in Arabic music, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm talking about. Um, uh, the Mashri mm-hmm. Arabic music, mm-hmm. which is Egypt, Lebanon. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about Maghrib, Morocco, because Morocco had a different percussive instrument that was the main one. Mm-hmm. So the re- in the 1900s was the main instrument. Mm-hmm. You used to have the small groups at Takht, mm-hmm. which were uh, five musicians, four, uh, f- and the re- mm-hmm. you know, four musicians, five musicians, and one re- Mm-hmm. And the role was mainly the re- was most a lot of times was the leader, mm-hmm. you know, he used he was in charge of uh, setting the correct tempo, mm-hmm. uh, starting the song, doing the changes. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, probably after 1930s, uh, there was a big demand in like having bigger groups, mm-hmm. so they started adding more instruments to the takht, and it become furka. Mm-hmm. So that's when like bigger groups started happening and they started adding, let's say, two ouds in the group or two kanuns even mm. or more violins. Mm. But it was always one rick. Mm. It was never two, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they started adding more instruments like the tabla, mm-hmm. like the bongos, mm-hmm. which is also very important. Not not a lot of people talk about it, but it's... I mean, it's not an Arabic instrument, mm-hmm. bongos. It's it's obviously it's a Latin instrument, it's a Cuban instrument. Mm-hmm. But it was used a lot in Egypt mm. in the music, mm-hmm. you know. So it was always the rig and the tabla and the bongos mm. all together. So it's still it maintained the like a very important role mm-hmm. in terms of um, keeping all the group together, um, you know, and uh, supporting the singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and there's um, I mean it's very popular. Um, there's the most one of the most famous trick players in Egypt mm. who who used to play with Umkul Sum, Brahim Lafifi. Mm. So uh, this guy is he was like one of the most important people in the group mm. of Umkul Sum. Mm. I feel like the percussion is foundational in a way. It's it is mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. it's it's what sets the groove, what puts the uh, uh, the band together, mm-hmm. and keeps everybody in time in sync. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the tick 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 almost. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like the metronome, yeah. but in a musical way. <laughs> yeah. if, if if you want that, <laughs> if you want to say that. <laughs> no, so so the 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 good thing about about that if. Uh, sometimes the singer, which used also ha- uh, used to happen with Um Kulsum, sometimes the singer, when when specifically Um Kulsum, when she was repeating the same phrase mm-hmm. one time, two times, three times, ten times, mm-hmm. you know, to please the audience, mm-hmm. and so she each time she was doing that in a different way, yes. you know, and doing the tasdir. So so it was the job of the rig player mm-hmm. to keep everybody together, mm-hmm. and if the singer went out of the rhythm. Mm-hmm. Because she's the singer. Yeah. She's the most important. She's yeah. she she can do whatever she wants. Yeah. If she's outside of the rhythm, mm. it's his responsibility to bring everybody back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So this is so that's why uh it's it's also known to be called Zabit Ika. Okay, you know? okay. So officer so, of what's Ika? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, the rhythm. Yeah. Or the, uh, oh, that's yeah. so interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. but actually, it might not be just. I mean, it can be officer, but it can be also zabit, like the person who, who oh, make you know, Um Yes, exactly. I understand what you mean. Like who f- almost fixes or keeps yes. people in line. Yes. Or ke- yeah, yeah. yeah. Can... Oh, that's a, that's really interesting. I didn't know that. And so, yeah. what as as the Takht ensemble started to expand and become like bigger and become orchestras, do you feel like that? the role of the percussion has also changed? Well, uh, it changed in terms of the percussion players are not the leaders of the group anymore, mm-hmm. which when the Takht were, like in the early 1900s, the Rick player was the person who's who's leading, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or sometimes the Kanun player. Mm-hmm. But, and this role disappeared, mm-hmm. you know, now it's it's... The percussion players are part of the group. Mm-hmm. They do, they have a very important role, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and they they still lead in in a lot of parts mm-hmm. in the songs. But you don't see like somebody who's a percussionist now that uh, the band leader or like mm-hmm. I don't know. It changed. So, but it's but it sounds to me like you might be saying this, but maybe you don't want to. And but I'll say it and I'll ask it also that. I don't think Tarab could exist without the percussion. I don't, I don't, I can't imagine. I think the percussion for me anyway, that it is, and you said this before we came online and I thought it was really like spot on when you said that it is a very characteristic sound. Like, I feel like it's a very shady sound. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. And uh, something to mention about the rig. Mm. Um, it's a loud instrument. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's why you used to see, I don't know, 30 musicians mm. and one rick, mm. you know? And when the rick was playing on the on the sagat, mm. you know, mm-hmm. that's like, it's a, it's a very loud sound, cutting sound that can cut through all the, everything, you know? And mm. people, and like, they used to play without microphones. Mm. So, you know, so, mm. sorry, back to your... Uh, what was your question? <laughs> the question was, do you think that... Well, I was kind of positing that Tarab couldn't exist without percussion, particularly that it... Well, I think it's it's a very important uh, element mm. in Tarab. Mm-hmm. It's a very important element. I, I don't want to say it wouldn't exist, <laughs> but I think it's a very important element. Okay. Oh, Gilbert, if you had to say, like, or if you had to name three really imperative percussionists um, from the region, who would they be? Um, in terms of rig players, mm-hmm. which is, by the way, I play a lot of other instruments than rig, mm-hmm. but for now it's like the focus is a lot on rig. Mm-hmm. I would say Ibrahim Lafifi, mm-hmm. uh, Hassan Anwar, mm-hmm. uh, Muhammad Al Arabi, mm-hmm. that's from Egypt, mm-hmm. and in in Lebanon, the late uh, Michel Ba'lou, who used to live in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys are the masters. Mm. And they are the reason why we listen to what we're listening now. Mm. Okay. Can you play a little bit of like your favorite piece or, I don't know, something you want to play for us? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'll play a solo okay. for you. Some Some rhythms and uh, some improvisation. Okay. Okay. 
Thank you. That was so lovely. I'm using a very old rig, by the way. Okay. Uh, that is uh, that has a fish skin. Oh, cool. Which, which, yeah, which is the traditional, like the old traditional rigs. How this is how they used to be with the fish skin, mm-hmm. and this fish skin is special from Egypt. Mm-hmm. So it's known that it's a fish. It's a type of fish from the Nile River. Mm-hmm. So you cannot put like a, a whatever fish from wherever. No, it's a specific fish from the Nile. And um, it gives a very characteristic sound. Mm-hmm. And this is also, you know, this is what what people are used to, mm-hmm. like in terms of sound. Uh-huh. But now nowadays we use like more plastic and mm. uh, more modern rigs mm. just for the sake of it's more convenient. Right. You know, easier but access, is, I imagine, than a fish from the Nile. <laughs> easy, oh, oh, of course, easier access. And like, I mean, I'm in New York. So mm-hmm. in New York, sometimes it's, too dry sometimes it's too humid so mm-hmm. it's not the perfect uh, uh weather for that but in egypt it's it's perfect yeah you know you just go you don't need to put the humidifier or or worry about that yeah that's so cool i had no idea yeah. that like it skin differed like that oh yeah this is a, this is a fish skin and like a very special one mm-hmm. and hard hard to find mm-hmm. a little bit expensive you know yeah yeah well worth it, I would think. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah? Of course. So when you were playing, I couldn't help but think of, like, Ra'sishari, like, and I, because that it is so important to dance from the region. And it brought me back to a, a conversation we also started having before we got online, which is that what we consider Tarab today perhaps wasn't considered Tarab before. And and i would i would think like these melodies that were in more pop m- music like um i can't but i mean we have we have to differentiate that um some some people now call everything that is old tarab tarab mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know i don't think this this is a this is a correct um uh, correct way to like to put it but mm. there are a lot of the old music mm-hmm in classical Arabic music mm-hmm. has has a lot of tarab mm-hmm. but some of it is not tarab right you know right so yeah if we're talking about it as like something that like tugs on your heartstrings like you were saying and like takes you to a transcendent place then tarab is a very unique and specific thing yeah 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 Okay, well, Gilbert, this has been so, so lovely. Thank you for being here and educating us on darit and percussion and its role in tarab. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And tune in next time, guys, for episode five of the Tarab mini series. <laughs>